Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday. It is November 29th. We're winding this month down quickly and uh, hope your week has gone well so far as we talk about what's happening in the marketplace today. Uh, we'll look at uh, yesterday's close and uh, and how everything else seems to be shaking out. A few earnings coming out today. Again, we'll talk about that and more here when Dave joins us in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, there are only uh, a handful of things that we can actually control within this world. And one of them is you can control the amount of risk you have in your portfolio. You just need to know what that risk is. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next. Light FM, that's O-M-I there. I am Morning Dave. It's 55 outside now. Looks really good under glass. We're only going to get up to about 64 degrees this afternoon, which means if uh, your furnace went on this morning, you smell lizard guts roasting on the heater coils. They wrote a Christmas song about that or something. I think Nat King Cole sang it. Something like that. Time to check in on money and see what's going on on Wall Street this morning. See if I riffed long enough for a Philip Statler to <laughs> find his tip sheet. He's on the phone from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well. You know, sometimes the news just doesn't help you out. Today's one of those days where I don't know. The guy must be sleeping or something. I don't know. But uh, we'll, we'll wiggle through it one way or another. Could be, and maybe constant contact got whacked. I know that happens to mine every <laughs> once in a while. Uh, setting the table for yesterday it was uh, it, it was more exciting in the middle of the day than it was at the end. But we eked out gains anyway. Dow was up eighty four. S and P was up by four and a half. Nasdaq was up by forty one. The VIX is now down to twelve and a half. I don't even remember seeing it that low when we were boring and going up steadily. I mean, all of a sudden, we've got a tremendously stable stock market, don't we? Yeah, it definitely seems that way. One of the articles said, we're going to have Vixmas, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that happily. Uh, the upsy-downsies during the day, as much as anything, is our Fed governors didn't do a doggone thing in order to help us whatsoever with any direction. Uh, two of the governors were out there in separate speeches yesterday. Completely different approaches to getting inflation down. One said, hey, everything's fine. We're just going to hold steady. And the other one said, kneecap them again because we got to raise interest rates. That didn't help us in the least. So the Dow went up, then the Dow went down, and uh, ditto for the other two indexes. Uh, we ended up with a gain, but it could have been a lot better if uh, uh, Fed President Number 2 was shut a we had just shut a jap at lunch yesterday, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's always <laughs> one of those things. It's like, if they could just get in agreement that one way or another, then because in a disagreement, that brings a little uncertainty to the markets. And the, uh, the goddess we've always thrown out is the market can stand good news, the market can stand bad news, but the market really dislikes uncertainty, and the Fed's doing a really good job to try to keep us uncertain. Uh, big news out this morning. One of the uh, two really monster reports that we've got coming out today, uh, or that we got coming out this week, tomorrow we get the official PCE inflation numbers. That's the number that the Federal Reserve tends to watch, and since it'll be the uh, last number that they get before their meeting, 
being mid-month. It's going to be interesting. The one that came out this morning was the gross domestic product. They were expecting a slight increase on this second revision of the gross domestic product from last quarter, but we overachieved that. Our economy, according to this report anyway, grew at a 5.2% annual rate last quarter. Philip, that's like recession recovery numbers. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, that was a huge, huge jump. I mean, that and, and way more than what was expected. So it's and the markets didn't really flinch a whole lot when that number came out either. I thought maybe they would because uh, the uh, the Fed is going to take that number into consideration for sure. Yeah, I asked you when we first got on the phone before we went on the air, what was the reaction? Because I fully expected you to tell me with your uh, with your uh, instant tick uh, facility that you've got there, uh, that as soon as that number came out, people started selling like chiclets because uh, good news is bad news time when you're coming up on a Federal Reserve interest rate decision. And this is resoundingly good news for the economy, but it's not necessarily good news for uh, market-sensitive measures like the prevailing interest rate, is it? No, it's, it's really not. And so we'll see, but that's um, that's a hotter than expected growth rate. And, um, you, you know, if it, if we weren't in the situation we were, were in right now, that would be good news, right? We would, we would love that number. Exactly. I mean, this is the kind of numbers that, you know, that President Trump was bragging about during his term. I mean, we're growing like an absolute weed, and the inflation is actually coming down slower than we'd like it to be, but at least it's coming down, which gives us a little bit of a conundrum for the Open Market Committee as far as interest rates in a couple of weeks go. Just one more indication of a, an economy that ain't doing half bad. Uh, mortgage applications came out early this morning. Last week, because of declining interest rates, the mortgage applications were up by 3%. This last week, the report comes out, they were up another 4.7%. Uh, we're starting to climb back into an era of almost normalcy as far as mortgage applications are concerned as well. Well, that, and that's true. And I, and I got to think that's partially because, and you and I were talking about this before we went on the air, is, is we're seeing the 30-year the hang in there at, at below, well, below that 5%. It actually is below four and a half right now. So that's uh, that's helping. Uh, I, I got to think that that's helping mortgage rates uh, fall down a little bit, making it a little bit more affordable for folks to buy houses. Yeah, I, did, I didn't see the prevailing numbers this week, but last week when the MBA number came out from the uh, mortgage bankers, uh, the uh, prevailing 30-year mortgage rate had fallen by like the better part of a half a percent. And with the declining uh, rates on uh, yields on federal bonds, I got to believe the mortgage rates are going down. I mean, seven percent still sounds astronomically high for those of us from a couple of years ago that were taking advantage of two point nines, but it sounds like a fire sale compared to seven and three quarters, doesn't it? It does. And, and folks, I know it's been a while since we've seen a normal mortgage rate, but the, you, you got to think back that the normal mortgage rate was somewhere between you know, five and a half and six and a half percent. And and we've seen interest rates drop the last, what, 12 years, basically since 2008, 13 years. Um, and so we've got this false sense of, well, mortgage rates should be at three, three and a half percent. That, yeah, that's yeah. been a 10 year anomaly, you know, folks, okay. that was that was great, but it's not going to stay there. Oh, yeah. During the times that things were way high, my mother used to rub in the fact that uh, when they bought their home in 
1960, I think it was, uh, they had like a 4% mortgage, which at the time, because look, prices were a lot lower, too. It was only a 20-year mortgage, and mom and dad had a, a mortgage-burning party and uh, enjoyed rubbing it into Gladys and me while we were paying 11.5% during the early 80s that, hey, we just paid off a 4% mortgage. Well, that sounded high compared to what I refinanced my home at a couple of years ago, so we've run the gamut, but, you know, 4 6%, that's not abnormal whatsoever, and, uh, you know, we're kind of gotten spoiled on low interest rates for a while. We're heading in the right direction anyway. Yeah, I kind of wonder whether or not we're going to eventually start seeing somebody broach the concept of the 40-year mortgage reflecting the uh, reflecting the uh, price levels on homes. If the, uh, if the mortgage rates stay where they're at, home affordability is going to dictate something over the future. We went from three-year car loans all the way up to six-and-a-half and, and seven-year car loans these days. I'm, I'm wondering if the 40-year mortgage is somewhere visible on the horizon. Could, could could very well be. Hey, I do got some so, earnings for you today. Yeah. I, I, I did find some earnings for you. Uh, okay. Before we do there, though, let's talk about one thing. I, I think we need to, you know, we, we talked a little bit about Charlie, and, and I think that's important that people remember. We're going to talk about that for a while, I think, down the road. Um, yep, Charlie, Charlie Munger. Yeah, yep. But, you know, he passed away. It's hard to believe he was 99 and 11 months. He'd have been 100 next month. Yep. Some some folk. Yeah. The que the question is, it's going to have an impact on Berkshire Hathaway, but because everybody follows Warren Buffett's investing advice, whether they take it or not is another thing. It's going to be interesting now that his vice chairman is gone. What the pure Warren Buffett investing advice is going to be like over the future, because it was always a collaboration between the two of them with Berkshire Hathaway. It was, and Charlie would be one to call him out. Right. And, and really yeah. test him to say, look, you know, that's he, he would really test him to make sure that he was convicted about what he wanted to do. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Buffett uh, takes that these next six months to a year. Uh, Absolutely. Got to remember, Buffett's no spring chicken either. He's got a, He's got an heir apparent ready and an impending retirement as well. Yep, I think there was about eight years difference, I think they said between. So, yeah, I think I think uh, Buffett's 91 now or something. All right, so I do got some earnings for you, Dave. Let's start out with a good one. Foot Locker reported, and they beat by nine cents a share, and uh, and they they also came out with some, I guess, some good news, uh, better than expected same store sales, uh, because they are just uh, ripping it this morning. They're up twelve and a half percent this morning. Wow! Yeah, party time. Now let's talk about the other side of the coin, Petco. Petco, uh -oh. um, they 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 came in and reported a third quarter loss of five cents a share. Um, the expectation was they were supposed to make two cents a share, so um, they 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 went the wrong direction there. Now revenue was uh, still a little bit less than expected too. Now they're the opposite; they're trading down almost sixteen percent this morning. Wow, the tale of two cities there, right? Exactly. You know, yesterday we talked about Dollar Tree and how that's kind of the, you know, the discount retail area. And let's talk about how they did this morning. Um, they they basically were in line. I mean, they, they beat by a penny a share. Um, revenue, though, was below expectations. And so uh, that was not uh, not really good for them. They're trading down about 1.3% this morning. Oops. 
I was kind of seeing that as one of the bellwethers that we had. We had a couple of the deep discount outlets going on this day, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And that that's one of them. Um, five below, I think, was supposed to report, but it didn't show up on my uh, my spreadsheet anyway. All righty. We will reset the table then for the morning. We ended up with a modest amount of green ink yesterday. My delayed futures are still seeing quite a bit of green out there this morning. What have you got 45 minutes before we open? We still have green. The Dow is dwindling down a little bit, though. It's up about two-tenths of a percent. The uh, S&P 500 is up between four-tenths and five-tenths of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 is up six-tenths of a percent, $95. The big winner right now is the Russell 2000, up eight-tenths of a percent. On the other side of the coin, we got silver bounced over $25 an ounce, to, well, it's right at $25 an ounce, So, but that's up almost three-tenths of a percent. Uh, gold's holding steady right now at uh, $2,040 an ounce. And then the other one is crude oil. Crude oil is making a huge jump today, Dave. It's up 1.5%, but it's up significantly over yesterday's uh, open at $77.58 uh, a barrel of oil. And, and you need to work on that one, Dave. And we really do. And I didn't hear any news item that would have prompted that increase except just market uh, risk-taking more than anything. I think somebody's taking a flyer on it, don't you? I think something's going on there. I'm not sure what. I saw a little of a headline, didn't get a chance to dig down um, as to what was causing some of that. Yeah, I know last week there was supposed to be an OPEC meeting and they couldn't agree on production cuts, so they just said to heck with it and canceled the meeting. I'm wondering if they actually found some common ground somewhere. <laughs> the overseas markets, Asian rim markets, were generally off this morning, big time on the mainland Chinese and the Hong Kong markets in the morning. Uh, over in Europe, there's a rumor going out around Germany that some economic reports they got this morning might, might be a harbinger of some rate cuts over this. The German market is going through the roof. They're up by almost a percent and a half. Rest of the uh, European theater markets are off a little bit to flat. The overall index evens out to about a half a percent increase, but it's mostly Germany that's doing it this morning. Somebody needs to figure out how to make retirement happen in an uncertain time. That takes risk control, and I've got a pro on the line with me to help people do that. How do I find you to get my risk under control, Philip? Dave, the risk is the reason we create the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 at 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning to see what the Sam Hill went on today and do that all-important PCE inflation report. See you then, Philip. You have a good day. All right, you too, Dave. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. You hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great day. Join us again tomorrow. Take care.